This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is your Sunday 88 film slasher classic collection series of reviews. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. We are on disc number 48 from the collection. This is Dark Room from 1988. I'll be reviewing that movie after the first break. Before we get to that, let's catch up with where we are under the stairs. This is your final episode of the week. It has been an easy breezy three episode week that kicked off on Monday with our summer series. The continuation of that rolling right through into 2013. On Thursday, we closed out our last instalment of the Toby Hooper series for Movie Club. And yeah, that brings us to here, our 88 film slasher classic collection. Next week, it is packed. You have double episodes for the summer series coming your way starting tomorrow when 2014 drops into your feeds. On Thursday, we'll be doing Movie Club again as I'll be announcing the final director that we'll be looking at this year over four planned instalments taking us up to December. So that's a Movie Club announcement coming on Thursday and then on Friday, you get 2015 for the summer series as well and then no episodes past that because you all have lives and I'm slowly taking them up with the content fully aware of it. Today on the Teapots Collective, well likely to trip into tomorrow realistically, you will be getting a little bit of that doing the nasty action, putting us back on schedule for that show. Opera Omnia will be showing up within the next week and a bit and then we'll be back on schedule with that show as well. Everything's coming up the D-Man. Right, let's take a short break. Just now you're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to have the trailer for Darkroom from 1988. When we return, we're discussing that movie right after this. Want to learn more about horror directors? With a lighthearted look at three of their movies? Meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey. I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots, and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo. Discover horror films that are classics, and others, too. There's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fried prostitute. But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion, and background information, too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher. One of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style, and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me. The Trilogy of Terror podcast, where we try three times harder to give you the willies.
behind this door? That was my father's dark room. No kidding, I didn't know that. He was a real photography nut. Welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for Darkroom. This is disc number 48 in the Slasher Classic Collection. Now this is technically our penultimate one from the titles currently available. So when we do disc number 49 in three weeks time, we'll be putting a pin in this until disc 50 comes out, which I believe is towards the end of October, uh, where we'll pick that one up as well. Still no news from 88 Films whether or not the collection will move past the announced 50. The reason I say that is they had a post at April Fool's Day where they made about six or seven announcements and then, you know, April Fool's it but did see two of the announcements were legitimate. I still have a sneaky suspicion the Slasher Classic Collection is probably going to stop at 50. So, regardless, once we've covered this 50, nothing will be happening until a new release comes out from the collection. With that being said, let's turn our attention to this number 48, Darkroom. Um, the blurb on their website says, Opening with a brutal double-axe murder by an unknown murderer, no one can see Darkroom doesn't start as it means to go on. A tough, gory thriller that's equal parts nail-biting mystery and gruesome slasher. Who is this mad killer that photographs their victims as they die? Horribly, of course. And what drives them? Darkroom was produced by Nico Mastrorakis, creator of the infamously depraved video nasty Island of Death, and it more than lives up to its predecessor. 88 Films are proud to present this lost classic of 80's Splatter. Some of the details on the disc for the special features, currently limited edition slipcase number to 3000, which also contains a limited edition set of four collectible postcards. I believe this is still the one that's available, so they haven't quite hit the 3000 mark yet. As a 4K transfer from the original 35mm camera negative, with optional English subtitles, 5.1 DTS HD ME soundtrack, and a 2.0 DTS HD ME soundtrack. Optional English subtitles, Developing Fear, an interview with actor... Aaron Teach exposing the truth, an interview with actor Jeff Arborough. There's the original trailer, stills gallery and reversible sleeve. Technical specs for this one is it is region unlocked, so you can check it in regions A, B and C. Picture format is HD 1851, audio format is DTS, HD, ME 5.0 and 2.0, the language is English, subtitles English, certification 15 and runtime is 1 hour, 25 minutes. So it's a first time watch for me on this one. I had never heard of it before and it's not very good. It's not bad, but it's not very good. The problem with this one is it feels super cheap. Like, feels, feels super cheap. I actually feel slightly embarrassed for the person that had to write 
the blurb for this on the 88 Films website that says that this movie more than lives up to Island of Death. Island of Death is an exercise in pushing extremities to the furthest on almost everything it does with, yeah, a meagre budget, but unsettling and just disturbing from pretty much the opening frame to the end. And this movie doesn't have any of that at all. The gore is pretty badly done. Um, and it's it feels like it's been kind of purposely censored to avoid any issues with um, certification. Like, the death scenes are nowhere near as gratuitous as you want, and, like, they're they're painfully, painfully cheap. The only thing worse than the effects in this movie is the acting. The acting is pretty fucking terrible, um, even down to the point that it's... And it doesn't have it in the campy way that, like, like Pieces has. Like, when you watch Pieces, the, the, the bad acting is on such a camp level that you kind of enjoy it. Here it's just people overacting almost every scene... And just not feeling confident about their lines. The mystery itself is fairly pedestrian and it's not something you haven't seen before. Sadly, Darkroom feels for the most part, for the majority of its runtime, like it's retreading ideas that other movies have done. And it really struggles to find its own voice. That being said, I love the look of the killer in this one. The killer kind of goes out his way to make sure there ain't no physical or DNA, or any trace evidence that could be picked up from them. And there's a couple of red herrings thrown in here. They're not necessarily all that great, and if you spend even a, more than like a minute thinking about who they might be setting up as the killer, it, you know, it, it falls apart pretty quick. The killer ultimately being revealed at the end, though, I didn't get, I didn't pick up on that, until, you know, all the pieces came together and I'll be honest with you the reveal of it is a bit lacklustre it doesn't have the gravitas of of some of the other like slasher killers this one kind of once again feels a bit pedestrian it has a very short runtime though and not a lot of lag this movie kind of knows what its audience wants and sticks to that hitting on all cylinders on the beats of when you would want murders but like I said before, ultimately what you have here is a movie that kind of feels like a quick way to make a movie and we'll just make it a slasher and we'll lean into the tropes that we have elsewhere. But the gimmick here is this idea of the, you know, the darkroom killer, the person that takes the photographs and has them developed. Um, which once again is not, I mean, it's not the most original thing, but at the same time it's not so overused that I'd be sitting there kind of rolling my eyes when I saw it. I just find movies like this, it's one of the reasons I never really deep dived, or deep dove, it's probably better, uh, deep dove into slasher movies, is there was a certain point when I used to rent them as a kid um, that I would watch them and I just, I could see the formula, I could see the tedium, and Darkroom is a shining example of a movie that isn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but there's not one element in here that makes it a remarkable enough movie to even recommend to someone. I would even say if you were a diehard of slasher movies, I would not recommend Darkroom, because there's just not enough 
of quality here. None of the deaths are worth really even mentioning kind of post-watch as a, well, this is the pivotal moment. And that's what slashers have for them. Like slashers, the majority of slashers, when you talk to people that are fans of the genre, they talk about at least one or two deaths in the movie and they talk about the look of the killer. Look of the killer's all right in this movie. Deaths, pretty beige. Like the reveal, pretty beige. The, even the score of this movie, pretty beige. And I just... I found that the problem with a movie like this is, and some of the other ones in the collection, they've been terrible, and as a result, so much so that it would it would spark ire from me, which would make an interesting conversation. Or the movies are really good, and that in itself sparks, you know, a degree of enthusiasm, which makes an interesting conversation. This movie is about as middle of the road and pedestrian as you like, and as a result, it inspires no passion at all for me to really do anything with it. This is the legitimate definition of a one and done watch for me. Uh, It's back in the collection, probably never to be opened again, but not because it's the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just not interesting at all. Which is kind of weird because I'm hoping that's not the trend here because I believe the next movie, This 49, is also... Um, a Nico Mastroakis production um, and if this is the sort of level that we're dealing with maybe they are closing off at 50 and maybe that's not a bad idea in terms of grades for this movie it's a 2.5 out of 5 it's right down the middle it doesn't have enough bad things in it to make me hate it and it doesn't have anything really good to make me rave about it so 2.5 out of 5 for Darkroom I'll take my final break. I'll be announcing what disc number 49 is and closing out the show right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. you've been listening to the podcast under the stairs this has been your Sunday 88 film slasher classic collection series of reviews we were doing disc number 48 a little movie called Dark Room in three weeks time we will be fully caught up with the current release from this particular slate under 88 films as we attack disc number 49 which is blind date let me give you some of the information on the 88 films website It says, nothing to do with our Scylla, this blind date is an altogether tougher proposition. As you'd expect from exploitation ace Nico Mastriakis, who did In the Cold of Night, An Island of Death. After losing his sight, and exec John Ratcliffe, played by Joseph Bottoms of The Black Hole, is fitted with an experimental device that partially returns his vision. Only. Although he can't see very much... One night he catches a glimpse of a notorious killer. Is it enough to find the psycho? And can he do it before the murderer catches up with him? One of Mastrakis's best and bloodiest films, the cast includes Kirstie Alley from Cheers, Marina Sirtis of Star Trek The Next Generation and Keir Dula of 2001 A Space Odyssey. 88 films are sure you're gonna have a lot of fun 
There's a lot of blind day jokes in here. With this lost classic from the golden age of slashers. Uh, special features for this one, limited edition slipcase, numbered to 3000, limited edition set of four collectible erotic postcards, a 4K transfer from the original 35mm camera, uh, camera negatives, optional English subtitles, a 5.1 DTS HDMI soundtrack, uh, a 2.0 DTS HDMI soundtrack, optional English subtitles, the films of Nico Mastrakis, parts 1, parts 2, 3, and four, so four separate featurettes here. The original trailer, stills gallery and music videos. This one is also region unlocked, so available for regions A, B and C. The picture format is HD 185.1. Audio format is DTS HD MA 5.10 and, sorry, 5.1 and 2.0. Language is English, subtitles English, um, certification 18, runtime and eye-water in one hour and 46 minutes. Um, never seen this one before, intrigued by the cast. Because um, both Kirstie Alley and Marina Sirtis went on to obviously much bigger things. Um, and Keir Dula is an interesting actor, so very much looking forward to checking this one out. And also, kind of putting this series to bed, if I'm being honest. There's a bit of selfishness in there as well. There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under this day, so wherever you're listening to this right now, hit subscribe. That way you get the shows as and when they drop, and access to the entire back catalogue of Teapot's content. Don't stop there though, jump to our sister feed, the Teapots Collective, subscribe over there. You get um, shows like Where to Begin With, Opera Omnia, Doing the Nasty and Chronicle. Subscribing to both those feeds is the best way to support what I do under the stairs. You can also jump across to the website, teapotscast.com, links to all the shows are available there, as well as a link to Jaws' Shite and other regrettable outbursts, a Booze Beast Banter Entertainment podcast featuring myself, The Baz, and Scott Liam from Scott Liam vs. Evil. It's four drunk Scots talking about bad life choices, weird news stories from around the world and reading out some listener emails. Jaws' Shite and Other Regrettable Outbursts is exclusively available at tputzcast.com. You can jump across and check us out on Facebook if you like. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast. Why not jump and check out the Teaputz Collective on Facebook.com forward slash tputzcast or Jaws' Shite which can be found at Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash a regrettable pod. The podcast under the stairs can also be interacted at Twitter and Instagram or twin prongs of social media sex. And so you can reach out and interact with myself and Baz there by using at teapotscast. The podcast under the stairs will return for you tomorrow, continuing that summer series, John, as we hit the halfway mark in this year's series doing 2014. Remember, this coming Friday as well, we'll be kicking off the back half with a little let's see a little stunningly hard episode for 2015 that year is fucking stacked and i hope you enjoy it when it lands but until then wherever you are what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours please take care of yourselves out there this is doug mcleish broadcasting live from under the stairs and i am signing off <laughs>